Oh my! The the stuff going on behind the scenes. That's that's an even better show. <laughs> that, that <laughs> it usually is. Yeah. The conversations that uh, Ray and Leanne are having on the Holy Spirit. Wow. Um, just being a little fly on the wall over here. Uh, very interesting. Ray Haynes is here. He's our general manager at Victory ninety one point five. And one of the things that we have been so thankful for is his pastoral influence in our lives, but also in, in the gift that he has for teaching. And he's been teaching through the feasts since the fall. And now we're in the Feast of Weeks. It is Pentecost right now. It is the wedding. Where are we in the teaching process today? And do we get an MB Ray? Do we get? A, do we? Do I get a degree for sitting here this morning? <laughs> You'd have a degree in stupid. Is all you would have. <laughs> you know, the great thing is God is just trying to get us to attune to what He's doing throughout history, because then when we read Scripture, it comes alive in a new way. There's no way that you can gather or learn any of all of this stuff because mm -hmm. it's just too big, and it'll change every year. He'll add and give you more and more and more. And we are we are at that place. We were talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and mm -hmm. how do you know if if you were do do you pursue tongues? Do you do, what do you do? How do you walk right. through that journey? Sure. And, and the answer I was just. Uh, and Leanna were just talking about because of different experiences, encounters. Mm -hmm. You run into people who have experienced so many things. And what I was just going to say, for those of you who, now that you've arrived at Pentecost, what actually happens this weekend, when when you arrive and you're pursuing God, there are times and seasons that he likes to do things. For sure. Corey, it was on Pentecost Sunday mm -hmm. <laughs> when she was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. For me, it was someday in August in 1980. For Corey, or For Kelly, I don't remember the date. But you remember all, the place. I do, in the bathroom. So it was very different. So all of those moments were very different. So what I would tell you is if this is something that you never had good teaching on or misunderstanding or somebody told you this, that, or the other thing, here's the deal. Tongues is, is not one of the gifts. There, there is a tongue that is a gift, which is a, a declaring out loud in tongues, a word which is interpreted. Mm -hmm. That's not the gift of tongues, though. That is, that's, that is um, uh, technically, that's the gift of tongues. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a prayer language that comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so that is something to pursue because it has to do relationally with you and God. Mm. It deepens that intimacy. Yeah. I mean, it's not that profound. I mean, even in, in a less, you know, whatever term, it said, we just read this article that said one of the things that know this <laughs> shows that you've been a couple a long yep. time is you have your own language. Yes, you yeah. That nobody yeah. else understands. And, and you can like, look in their eyes and know what they're saying. Yes. Yeah, I have to hear a so word. That, I mean, would you say that that's kind of what that I, is? Just to deepen 100%. that intimacy with God? And that's why you don't have to look at it as, oh, darn, I didn't get it, or why didn't I get it? it it's really about relationally you with God pursuing Him. He He's always going to pursue you and wants you to pursue Him. And the tragic moments aren't that this person didn't receive the gift of tongues. The tragedy would be the one who did, who's not walking every day praying in tongues, which is probably just about everybody who's been baptized in the Holy Spirit speaks in tongues. They neglect the gift. The other is that receive that and have an opportunity for such intimacy with God and then fall into deep sin. Mm -hmm. So that would be the tragedy. So if it's you just haven't happened to receive, then that just means that you have a wonderful opportunity that God is drawing you deeper and deeper and deeper into Him, not to arriving at anything, because it, it honestly won't help you sin mm -hmm. less. It won't help any of those things. It will help you be intimate with God, be right. fruitful and be powerful sure. in Him. So it's something that you never get offended. You 
never stop pursuing. Mm -hmm. It's a 50-day thing, and it's the feast that doesn't have a date. It's a surprise. It's a cool thing. It's There is no recipe. There's no formula. Sometimes you lay hands on people and they receive, and they're always happier when they receive. But other ones, you know, they're, they're sitting in the bathroom, and bam, God shows up. Mm -hmm. It's a surprise. He loves giving gifts, and uh -huh. this is his present to you. So. And who are we to tell the gift giver of the time and the place? Yeah. I love what 1 Corinthians 14 says. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. Again, talking about the, the different type. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. Hmm. That, I mean, what's amazing is that God is unraveling the mysteries of all of this to me this very morning. So I'm <laughs> encountering this in a totally different way. Yeah. That God is speaking into my heart of how things can deepen in my relationship with God. You have been wide-eyed all morning. And bushy-tailed. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have now officially arrived after the 50 days to the Feast of Weeks. And Leviticus 23 is summed up the first fruits way of offering, uh, which was represented the resurrection of Jesus and those that were dead in Hades. That was barley with oil and mm -hmm. lamb and wine. We go 50 days forward to today mm -hmm. or the Feast of Pentecost. There's another wave offering. It's the Feast of Weeks Pentecost one. And here's what they're bringing. You're presenting offering of new grain to the Lord. You bring two loaves before you did one sheaf. Mm -hmm. It's a big difference. You have two loaves. Right. Baked, listen, with yeast. Hmm. All right. Do you remember everything about Passover and unleavened bread was what? Without yeast. Without yeast. Baked with yeast. Without, without mm -hmm. yeast. So this yep. one actually has yeast in it. So already you're seeing a huge difference. Only one of its kind. Uh, it's a wave offering. You have one, so you have two loaves, you have seven male lambs, one young bull, two rams as a burnt offering, you have a grain offering, you have a drink offering, um, a male goat for a sin offering, and two lambs for a fellowship offering or peace offering. So if you know anything about all the offerings of the Old Testament, that's all of them. Mm -hmm. So this is the only feast where you encounter every single offering all together there. And you got yeast, too. So um, a meal offering, basically, it's represents an unblemished life. It speaks of Jesus. A burnt offering, it's all burned up. That's the mm. death of Jesus accomplishing the will of God. A sin offering, the remission of sin. Same thing with Jesus. Fellowship or peace offering, he came to be our peace or substitute. Mm. All right, so you have yeast in an offering and all of these sacrifices. And then there is a little addendum to that scripture. When you, um, this scripture is Leviticus 23. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor and the foreigner residing among you. I am the Lord your God. So all the offerings, and hey, don't forget, leave something for the poor. Mm -hmm. So, and this is a standard for that we always mm -hmm. give when we approach God. Don't ever think you'll please him if there's not a heart for giving because mm -hmm. everything he right. did is all about sure. giving. All right, so um, let's see, a lot going on and something very different with the yeast. So this one is about wheat. The, the spring one was barley, all right? Mm -hmm. There are seven common crops at Pentecost. Wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, and dates. All right, so there's a lot going on. There's a lot of fruit. There's a lot of sacrifices. This is a big festival. 1,550 years after the first 
Feast of Weeks. It's the day the Holy Spirit came upon the believers gathered in the upper room. And what happens when the Holy Spirit comes into your life? You manifest fruit mm-hmm. of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So why are you getting all this fruit and all these right. gifts? It throws back to this Feast of Weeks. The first Pentecost, when Moses and Israel received the law, Jesus fulfilled the first one with his death, burial, and resurrection, right? Mm -hmm. The Feast of Weeks is fulfilled in the empowering of the church to bring in the harvest of the gospel. So we went back through the barley. You couldn't eat it. Mm -hmm. You were growing all the barley, but you couldn't eat it. Same thing on this feast. You're not allowed to eat it until the feast comes. So... And this is for those of you that are still trying to figure out the Holy Spirit thing. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with the power from on high. Mm -hmm. He said, wait, don't go out. Don't go off and running off without the Holy Spirit. So it's the exact same thing. You can't eat of the harvest until he comes and he brings it. There's no salvation or infilling of the Holy Spirit without the cross. There's no power apart from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, a couple of questions. Early on, they wave one sheave of barley. This one, you have two loaves, and they're leavened. It's all a double shadow. It's our wedding day. What do you have to have in a wedding? Bread. A bride? Oh, yeah. And a groom. <laughs> Bread's cool, too. I was cool confused too. with the loaves. <laughs> <Bread>. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese? No. Uh, <laughs> I was the, is this a trick question? Yeah, okay. it was, sorry, I, I got I didn't mean to be, I, It was going to be rhetorical, but you, you jumped in. <laughs> I just couldn't make bread work. There is two loaves, so yes, there is bread, but we're just not There's there There's a yet. B and an R, but it's for bride. All right, a new heaven and a new earth. Uh, had passed away. There's no longer any sea. You look down, and so that bride, he's now dwelling together. So two lows, double shadow. Also, Israel is a nation of Jews, church made up of both Jews and Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So it's a double shadow. It represents both of those things. Mm-hmm. He's made both one in Ephesians 2. But question, why is it leavened? This is the only service where a priest used leavened bread. And there's a couple, it's also double shadow. The harvest will be people who will not live entirely sin free. Mm. And unleavened speaks of God. This speaks of people. The church will rely on God's righteousness to make them blameless. Leaven is a symbol of decay. While we're in those bodies, we're dying or decaying daily. Mm. That's what happens. The second part of the shadow, though, in the same way the Israelites lifted up the serpent in the desert, it represented right. Jesus on the cross. The leaven actually represents the Holy Spirit. Kind of a weird one. But in Matthew 13, another parable he spoke, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took, hid in three measures of meal till it was all leaven. So in this case, the Holy Spirit in us is causing a change in us, changing our nature and character into a sweet-smelling fragrance. Because if you know, fresh, yeasty bread smells awesome. So, Jesus calls himself the bread of life that comes down from heaven. Mm -hmm. The Greek word for bread there, artos, is used only for leavened bread. The word for unleavened bread is azumos. So, he called himself leavened bread. Because when he became one with us, he took on our sin. sin. Yep. So, um, we have one more break? Or do we not have one more break? Where are we at? Well, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Um... I think it would be better in a second break. Okay. All right. We'll take See, one more. Double, double shadow, double break. It's Victory <laughs> 91.5. All this is posted at the Victory 91.5 Facebook page. Ray Haynes uh, teaching us on Pentecost, Feast of Weeks, and the wedding at Reisenstein.